Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are managing directors of the Sibylla Masters Fund. You can learn more about that at masters.vc. This show is for investors and entrepreneurs like we are going to rip that opaque lid off conventional venture capital and show you how it works and there you have it folks hi jillian hi ann what shall we talk about this week jillian well let's see it's still the dead of winter as we uh, put this show together i don't know uh let's talk about i don't know chilly things you know we've had some conversations lately about leading a deal and being lead investor. So on this very chilly day, I would say, let's talk about what some of that stuff really means. And why is that cold? Because it's kind of the cold hard truth. What goes into this stuff? Why is it important? Um, what you, should you know about it? You know, this is kind of the nitty gritty. So let's get into that. Let's break that down for our listeners. What does it really mean to lead a deal? And what does a deal lead do? I say that three times backwards. Why is it important to have one? Why don't entrepreneurs lead their own deals more frequently, especially as the capital gets larger? There is a good bit of detail on the topic in a free ebook we found called Lead, Follow, or Out of the Way, one of my favorite phrases of all time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it comes to us from Serif, which is a a SAS for uh, investors and funders. Um, but it's written by the co-founders of Seraph, uh, Hamilton Lord and Christopher Mirabel, who are also managing directors of Long Adventure Group. And those are the early stage investor group, angel investor group. Of course, we'll put a link to it on our LinkedIn page, Outlines Venture Group. Mirabelle is also chair of the Angel Capital Association, which brings another question to mind. Is leading a deal different for VC funds than angels? If so, how? Well, here's one idea. Some, a, a lot of leading a deal has to do with due diligence, as you will mm -hmm. find out as we go on with this, Jillian, um, today's episode. But, uh, and some venture capital, capitalists hire outside consultants to help with due diligence. But you know, smaller funds and angels often cannot afford to. So for those folks, effective deal leads become critical. So let's take a look at what that looks like. I would agree. Um, in the angel space, uh, due diligence is uh, certainly lighter. There's no question about that. Uh, often it's said that angels will invest based on um, their passion for the idea, if you will. They like the founder, they like the idea, they want to get something accomplished. Um, and so that's a more emotional investment. Uh, when you get to the later stages, it really kind of is about the money and the books and the, you know, potential of the deal. It's a, a much more rigorous capital focused deal. So let's um, start with some definitions. Why not? What does it mean to be uh, leading a deal? What does lead a deal really mean? So it's a popular misconception that the lead in a deal is the first or the largest investor. Either one 
or both. In truth, the lead may be a very small investor. The lead in a deal is the one who promotes, organizes, and drives the deal to a close. So let's take a look at uh, what that would look like. Um, you know, what's involved, if you will, in leading a deal? Well, I'd say there's four bits of this thing. Besides that critical piece, of course, of setting the terms of the investment, uh, leading a deal also includes um, discovery, diligence, and then setting the deal terms will come in there, and syndication. So, Anne, why don't you take the first one, discovery? Okay, discovery, that's finding interested investors. You know, it's 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 kind of like the founder pitching, and we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but think of this as an investor pitching the deal to colleague investors to gauge interest. And you know, you have to go through all the usual steps of finding an alignment of purposes, and you know, and and uh, verticals, and and all of that. But that is the discovery process, and that's yes. how you round up corral. Um, and wrangle the investors. <laughs> right, um, and that's again, kind of contrary to what one might think you'd say discovery, that's finding the deal. No, it is not. It's about finding the first interested stage as opposed to the angels, but even in the angel stage, they will know others interested in the same kind of thing. So they will be able to, if you will, round up their colleagues. So the second one is diligence. Now, each of the investors will be doing some kind of diligence on their own. What the lead does is, uh, Serif calls it playing traffic cop and coordinator, right? It's ensuring that all the pieces have been covered and shared, right? So people aren't kind of doing the same work again and again, but there's a central location where they can discuss the stuff, they can get all that data. And so that moves the deal along. If everybody in a deal has to do their own due diligence, it takes a great deal of time. Well, third not, not to hold on, hold on one minute though, because yeah. um, not just a great deal of time for the investors, but also yeah. for the entrepreneur who has to answer, you know, 14 mm. different people. Um, which is not, that's counterproductive for- It is, it slows the deal. And yeah. you mentioned um, keeping it moving. That's like a key part of it is to make sure that all the pieces keep moving along, assuming that it's been delegated. We'll have more about that in the next section. Okay. So what's the next one? Well, this is where the setting of the final terms comes into play. So <laughs> the lead really sets these rough terms, if you will, when floating the idea during that discovery period, right? Diligence can certainly alter or refine those terms. So it depends on what you find, right? Uh, an increased or decreased um, amount of time that your capital be tied up, how long it'll take to exit, uh, whatever you think uh, is happening in the competitive landscape, all of those things can change and refine those terms. Then the lead works with other major investors, if it's needed, to set the final terms and get commitments from all of the investors. In other words, they get buy-in for the whole deal and then they get all the funders to fund the whole deal now once those commitments are made on the final terms that's where the last piece comes in and that's syndication and that's really getting all the cats to be herded and all the investors to actually get going and people's um, predilection is kind of to stall if you will just you know get around to what we need to the job of the lead in any deal is to push this thing to the close 
And in a timely fashion, because remember, uh, uh, time is a risk factor. You know, we talk about that a lot mm -hmm. on this show and a lot when we're talking to entrepreneurs, too. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the, a great number of companies die waiting for funding. That's it's right. Not that they couldn't be funded, but they couldn't be funded quickly enough. So speaking of entrepreneurs, uh, here's a question that uh, we hear. Can a deal be led by the entrepreneur, the yeah. founder? And Absolutely. Here's the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd say as the deal gets beyond the angel or very early seed stage and so on, a company-led round is going to be hampered by a couple of issues. Um, the first issue, I'd say, uh, begins with this building and filling the round stage, right? Uh, this uh, SerafInvestor.com has a lovely article called Leaders Wanted the importance of deal leadership. So rather than lead follow and get out of the way, that's their white paper. I'd suggest that uh, we check this out too. So it says, and I quote, every decently sized round needs a term sheet that is attractive to investors and has a good diligence report. If a company does not have an investor to negotiate with them and hash out the terms that are at market, and they put that in quotes, <laughs> they will end up with something based on the term sheet of their friend's company or their lawyer's suggestions for the terms. And I think therein kind of hangs the whole deal on that one. Once an investor or several investors commit to the deal terms, those terms can become difficult to change. So if you don't have kind of this market uh, or at market set of terms already, it's going to be tough to make changes once somebody committed to them, but the others don't want to. And if they're not altered to meet the general needs of these seasoned investors who want to come in or maybe want to come in, having these uncommon or uh, not at market terms, right, as they're sometimes called, can become a real roadblock in attracting other investors. So uh, let's see, do I have one more before we take a break, Anne? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Issue number two. The company-led rounds don't have outside diligence materials to provide to prospective investors. Now, we talked about this briefly a moment ago, right? Without a diligence report, the companies have to go through the diligence process with every single potential investor. There's no place that investor can go to kind of get that. Now, you can collect it. It's great. But a lead, as we noted earlier, would gather all that information once and kind of not only disseminate it, but discuss it from the investor's point of view. They would settle the questions coll uh, collectively, if you will, among the investors. Companies' leaders are not this dispassionate third party. They can't saw, uh, serve as that intermediary role. So third-party due diligence report, a third-party negotiated term sheet, they both add a large measure of credibility to any round. Perhaps even more important, there are optics about not having a deal lead. It's a signal to investors that you know not one of their own, if you will, was willing to lead the deal and lead the round. That's a signal that this deal might be flawed in some way. May not be the case. The entrepreneurs may simply want to control the process or get it moving or whatever, but optics can kill a deal. And there is a third issue that comes up once the round is complete. And uh, the Serif article notes it can be summarized as a diffusion of responsibility issue. Wow, that's some juicy language. Uh, let's break that down after the break, Jillian. Sounds good. 
Okay, we're going to take a break for our sponsors now, and we'll be right back with more insights into the world of venture capital on VC Confidential. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Before the break, we opened up the conversation about what it means to lead a deal to fund a startup. We talked about the responsibilities and duties a lead takes on. So there were, uh, the last thing we talked about was the, what if the entrepreneur wants to lead her own round? Well, That's we right. came up with a couple of issues. You wanna recap those, Jillian, real quick? Absolutely. The first one is that diligence report. Rather than just doing due diligence, a diligence report is something that a third party creates for a company and then shares with others. So investor to investor discussion around those kinds of things. And they can resolve those issues kind of as that third party uh, dispassionate uh, reporter. And then the third party negotiated terms, same thing. Um, it's terms that would be at market, usual and customary. And other investors feel confident in the first investor's ability to set those terms. Often uh, entrepreneur set terms are, they, they may be better, if you will, for the entrepreneur. Sometimes they are not. Sometimes they are worse for the entrepreneur. And the entrepreneur is, if you will, clueless because these can be arcane. So you want to be careful on all of those things. So, um, and then you know, the there's a third issue. Mm -hmm. And we go back to this article that we found at ebook, um, Lead, Follow, or Get Out of the Way from Serif. And it reasonably points out that company-led rounds are sometimes referred to as party rounds. And furthermore, it notes it can be summarized as a diffusion of responsibility issue. So Jillian, Let's break that juicy language down. <laughs> yes. So uh, party rounds um, or 
entrepreneur-led rounds uh, can have kind of this, I don't know, Seraf gave us this, this entire list of issues that might plague such a round. I can see some of them and others I think you and I might disagree with, Anne. So um, I'll start with the list and then we'll just take it from there, all right? The first one they say is nobody's in charge. And I'd say, yes, this is reasonably true, although a charismatic CEO can push a deal to the end and they can kind of do this at any stage. Note that I don't necessarily say a capable, thorough or diligent CEO. Charisma should not be an underestimated uh, characteristic, if you will, in any transaction and yet it often is. Venture capital history, I think, is rife with charismatic characters who have garnered investment for their own companies or who have led rounds for other companies among their peer investors. And they were based not so much on the merits of the deal or the founding and the leadership teams or even on the potential of the ROI. Charisma should not be underestimated. Indeed. Yeah. And I can think of a few. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Uh, no investor representation on the board. Hmm. This seems like a thin excuse to me. The issue is solved at any stage by negotiating with the investors to place a board member to represent their interests. I would totally agree. This is not terribly complex. Uh, Maybe you don't have, you know, the pre-established expectation that, you know, the lead investor is going to take the seat or something, or they're going to assign someone. But truly, that's not a difficult one to get over. You just talk to your investors. Okay, so I'd say, yeah, that's rubbish. Uh, But the no meaningful governance or oversight. So I'd say again, within reason, this makes sense. At the earlier stages, this might be overcome by having the first investor, I don't know, perform the due diligence and negotiate the terms and then, you know, having them share that with others. It's almost like creating the deal lead without titling the investor the deal lead. Uh, You could, but without it, we kind of pointed that one out already. You're not a dispassionate party if you're the entrepreneur. If you're the investor, you can lead a deal by um, not just performing that work, but being able to share and discuss it with others from the investor point of view. So I'd say, yeah, that's kind of real. And another point is there's no plan for staging capital into the company and defining milestones for the next round. This is absolutely true. And again, unless that's part of the deal negotiated with the investors, I see no reason why staged capital cannot be negotiated and capital placed in escrow and milestones Uh, agreed upon by the investors as well. In this case, the entrepreneur needs to set uh, that meeting and preside over it, but it can be done. I would think so, yes. Uh, Probably even easier at the earlier stages, but um, yeah, again, maybe investors, and I guess, yeah, in some ways we would say so, would like to discuss that among themselves, Um, and there's nobody kind of to lead that back you know, room discussion, but I think you can get over this one. Um, the next one was no single investor with real skin in the game. This implies that the deal lead is putting in most of the capital, but that's not necessarily the case. As we pointed out, sometimes um, it's the case in later series investments, so maybe it doesn't apply to seed or even series A. But if by skin in the game, what this author means is refer to an investor who spends the long hours uh, required to perform good due diligence to set the terms, 
you know, then I'd agree wholeheartedly. Even at the earliest stages of investment, it's good to have an investor who thinks enough of the deal to spend that time, regardless of whether they're going to invest the largest portion of capital or not. So this brings us to another point that our friends at uh, Seraph uh, raised, which is when an entrepreneur tries to lead her own deal, uh, there's no one to organize and rally investors in the face of management team issues. This really doesn't hold water in our book. <laughs> well, some of it, yeah, and some yeah. of it, no. <laughs> An entrepreneur can and will drive their own deal to a close with at least as much vigor as an investor. If there are management issues and an investor brings that up as a stumbling block, a capable CEO will augment, replace, or bolster their senior leadership team as needed to allay those concerns. Of course, because they want the money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. Uh, again, maybe it's about really having that back office discussion. Oh, we're going to have to replace the CEO. So if it's the CEO who is the issue, as may be implied here, then and the deal is not fundable without replacing the CEO. And I'd say this company has little chance of obtaining the funding at all, even at the earliest stages, you know, seed through series A. Um, and at later stages, I think we've already agreed that having a deal lead at those capital raises at the later stage is critical for other reasons, including, for example, you know, the fact that if your initial investors don't want to double down and champion their own deal, well, there's little likelihood that the company will find additional investors to take that company to the next level. Right. I mean, we're talking series B, D, F, you know, just before IPOs. Uh, truly, if your current VC doesn't think you're worth it, then, you know, you've got a hard road to hoe. Then uh, again, if your current investor doesn't have the capital to make the follow on investments, they can still champion your deal. That's different. Remember, the money is not the deal. It's the championing. That's what lead the deal means. So keep focused on that. So What's the next one, Anne? The next one is uh, kind of a, a sticky one, but I'm going to try to elucidate it. Creeping valuation issues from things like stacking convertible notes. Okay. That is thorny. Yeah, that's a big to unpack. Let's have a go at it. This addresses a problem seen at earlier stages of investment rather than later ones. At pre-seed investment stages, angel investors are often offered convertible notes, essentially yeah. loans that convert to equity based on future investment terms. An entrepreneur leads multiple rounds of convertible notes before arriving at a Series A investment. There are likely to be multiple terms apply to the various rounds of the convertible note raises. Get it? And that's why yep. it's called stacking. Yes. <laughs> the first investors probably have a better deal than the next and so on and so on and so on. This is reasonable based on the amount of risk each investor takes. In general, although not always, of course, the earlier investment round, the the, the earlier the investment round, the greater the risk. The problem arises when there are multiple deals offered to those early investors and when all the deal terms of those convertible notes are taken into consideration, the valuation of the company must be higher than the current investors would like in order to accommodate the deal terms of those earlier investors. 
Okay, that makes good sense. I'd say part of the deal terms of a convertible note generally includes a discount on the valuation of the round into which that note's going to convert. This is known as the cap on the convertible note. So this is just one example of, you know, what kind of deal terms might get messy. The cap means that the convertible note investor will get a valuation that's not to exceed a certain sum. For example, if an investor puts in capital on a convertible note that states that the company will raise a later round and the note will convert at a 20% discount on the valuation at that time of the next raise, then a priced round on the later raise is, let's say, 10 million bucks and a convertible note investor is going to get stock that would equate to whatever she invested in at 8 million bucks because of the 20%, you know, discount, right? But her convertible note contains a cap. The cap is 6.5 million, let's say. In this example, even though the convertible note provides for a 20% discount in the next raise, it also provides for a cap of 6.5. The sum of that uh, convertible, that the convertible note holder is going to receive in stock is calculated at the lower of the two numbers, in this case, 6.5. You're going to have multiple pieces of this stuff. One, if you will, stacked upon the other. After a while, you have to see that the valuation must be at a certain rate to accommodate all of these things of which caps and discounts are only a couple of the pieces. So you want to be very careful. The problem lies in multiple rounds of convertible notes may provide a lot of investors with a lot more stock than the later priced rounds investors would like or perhaps other benefits. Stacking convertible notes has its benefits and its problems and that probably bears a, better, a longer discussion. <laughs> yeah and with that we have to take a break now for our sponsors. We'll be right back with more insights into the world of Venture Capital on VC Confidential. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we're talking about what you as an investor, advisor, entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Um, in the previous two segments, and before we wrap this show up, uh, we were talking about what it means to be a lead investor. And we'd spent a lot of time in the second segment, Jillian, talking about why a uh, entrepreneur is not necessarily the best one to lead the investment. Uh, at the end of the concerns was sort of a general rudder rudderlessness you know, or lack of direction. <laughs> yes, it's that one last item on that yeah. list. Yeah. Do you want to I'll talk about that, that one? one? Yeah, sure. So yes, it, it, they said it's a general lack of accountability and rudderlessness. Um, again, I would say that at any stage of investment, a charismatic leader is a real person who drives the deal. It's, it's not uh, a company, an investment house or anything like that. It's a person. And I think, again, this is often overlooked in discussions of what really drives a deal to the close. And it's often the cause of very large oversubscribed deals being made. A powerful communicator can generate interest and initial commitments from powerful investors at any stage. And that can drive FOMO, the fear of missing out, among followers who create either a very decent funding or even a frenzy resulting in fully subscribed and oversubscribed deals in short order. I would counsel both investors and entrepreneurs, regardless of who's going to lead the deal. And I think we're all leaning here. And regardless of the fact we spent a great deal of time on whether an entrepreneur can lead the deal, investors are the best deal leaders because, uh, how should I say, this is not a time when you want to, you know, hoe a difficult road. You want to take the smoothest path forward. So we are fans, if you will, of getting yourself a lead investor. But for better or for worse, I think we should be aware of this human element of charisma in the deal funding formation. Beware of what you're listening to, who you're listening to, whether you choose to invest, what the deal terms really are. So at the end of all of these concerns, some very real and others I'd say not so much, Serif also concedes that some of these party round companies get lucky and gain some traction and attract the attention and oversight of key investors later, but many do not. So now that we've convinced all our listeners to uh, look for a lead investor and our entrepreneurial listeners to have an investor fill that role rather than themselves, let's, before we wrap up this show, let's talk about what attributes a deal lead needs to have. And I'll start. Obviously, strong organizational skills and a fondness for managing a process and seeing it through. Okay. So a good lead, a deal lead is going to do the following. They're going to promote an efficient balance between speed and thoroughness in that diligence process. They won't let it get bogged down. Okay. It's going to prevent a deal from stalling as several or many investors take the time to review the company's prospects. Number two, they're going to educate and mentor that CEO through the process. The CEO is 
often someone who has not been through the process before, or if they have, there are nuances they can yet learn, and they will understand every deal is quite individual. So it should be a collaborative uh, effort, and the mentor should be that deal lead. Leadership style. Um, they're going to keep this team of investors and entrepreneurs and so on moving. They're going to foster enthusiasm among investors. We've already talked about that charisma, right? And they're going to know when to stop and when to press on. So uh, that was know when to fold them. Yep. <laughs> Thank yep. you, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> All right. Over to you, Anne. Okay. A good deal lead has connections to investors who want to invest alongside them. Well, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But even more than that, a a good deal lead is a good coach and communicator. Um, They get all the parties communicating, negotiating if necessary, and move forward to prevent the deal from stalling. We already talked about good organizational skills, uh, but the deal lead stays on top of everybody else and really does uh, drive the process, make sure everything gets done. Now, yeah, they, they carry the whip. <laughs> yeah. Okay, why don't you take the next one, Jillian? We've got about All right. a minute here. Okay, well, they're going to set the terms uh, that the other investors are going to find attractive. And I cannot stress that one enough. If the investors don't find it attractive, they're not putting their money in. So it doesn't have to be adversarial. And we'll run a whole show about non-adversarial agreements, but that's better be attractive to investors. Um, A really good deal set will set mutually beneficial terms. Um, They're going to take seat or they're going to have connections for this value-added director, somebody who can really take a board seat, represent the investors and further the success of the portfolio company because that's in everybody's good interest, right? They have a uh, as a group of uh, smart investors, uh, they're going to have venture partners usually or others who can help them with that due diligence. They're going to be good at that and moving that forward perspective. They're going to have this keen ability to see the big picture. They're not going to get down in on tiny bits of details. They're going to take a look at the whole thing and put it in perspective with other investment opportunities, and they're going to push it from there. They're going to have an aptitude for delegating. I like that one. <laughs> yes, if you can't delegate, you can't get it done. And maybe more important, again, than all of the others is a can-do or get-or-done attitude. Uh, you know, those who get bogged down or are negative or whatever, I'd say, again, maybe it's like that piece charisma, right? Any or all of the elements of getting a deal done can be challenging. A deal lead who sees the prize at the end keeps moving forward. Bottom line, if none of the above resonates with you, avoid leading a deal if you can. (laughs) That said, (laughs) sometimes you are called to step up. It's best then to find a strong team to put in charge. So you know what, Jillian, these attributes said an awful lot like the qualities of a successful CEO that we've talked about for so many years. (laughs) That is true. Although we'd say a deal lead should be kind of a leader at a venture capital firm, if at all possible. Yes, they are both leaders of their companies. And with that, that's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into the opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas on the inner workings of this shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM who graciously hosted our previous CEO 
Coach show for more than a decade and now host our new VC Confidential show. And this is the 36th episode. Uh, we are grateful hey. for their long and continued support of our work. You can listen to all our episodes from both shows right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you like to get your podcasts. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. Till next week. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.